1: I'm Helen Gitlovich on Creating Abundance with Ease, and today our show topic is Growing Up with Spirituality and Consciousness with a guest, my daughter, Rachel Gitlovich, a certified mindfulness coach and breathwork facilitator. Rachel has uh, and had uh, an interesting upbringing Her mom was always a seeker of different possibilities, and by association, her interest in spirituality and consciousness was piqued. In this show, we will be discussing what it's like to grow up with spirituality and consciousness. We'll be also diving deep into topics about how it has changed her life in every which way possible. So, Rachel, welcome on the show. How are you?
2: Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I am so looking forward to diving deep into this topic. And, yeah, I'm doing well today. Thank you.
1: Um, So tell me more or tell actually our listeners what it was like to grow up with mom like me.
2: (laughs) So, I mean, I right now, I can't even begin to tell you how immensely grateful I am to have grown up with this consciousness and spirituality. Um, But it wasn't always that way. I would say when I was growing up, I mean, I definitely did not understand what it was, what this witchy woo woo stuff that my mom was doing. Um, But overall, I think it just, Kind of opened me up to a new possibility. And as I grew up, I realized that there's actually something pretty remarkable about energy healing, energy work, and everything that this life has to offer.
1: Yeah. uh, A lot of times you would even poo poo some of the stuff I was doing. (laughs) Do you remember those times?
2: Oh, absolutely. I. Well, I mean, as a teenager, definitely, you're like in the too cool for school age, and I definitely was a skeptic. I was a doubter. I didn't think that um any of it was actually real or even saying that like I would just like turn my head away from it I'm like that's way too weird for me. Um But when I was younger, you mentioned that you I would get, like, stomach aches as a little girl and, like, you would actually practice some Reiki on me. Um, And I think when I was young, I was pretty receptive to that if I'm not wrong, correct?
1: Absolutely. Uh, As a child, you loved all of the stuff. I remember taking you to yoga when you were five years old and you were participating in the class probably more mindfully than the adults were. Um, Do you remember that?
2: I definitely remember like kids yoga um, or just being in the classes with you.
1: Right. So would you be willing to talk about your experience as a child growing up with that and allowing your mom to drag you into all kinds of meditations and yoga practices? How did that impact your life now?
2: Well, considering that I am currently finishing up my 200-hour yoga teacher training, I think it probably had a pretty significant impact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) So
1: what do you like or love about yoga and mindfulness?
2: So what I love about uh, yoga and mindfulness specifically is that you know, you can go into it questioning it. And actually, it's encouraged to question, is this actually working? Is this actually helping me? And, like, you can try going one day where maybe you don't meditate or you kind of wake up right away and start the day right away instead of actually coming into this presence. And there's just such a difference in the way that that whole day plays out. Um, and so that's kind of what I recognized when I first started practicing yoga was just how much more mindful I would be in my day to day. And now I try to, I, you know, in an ideal world, I would like to say that I practice every single day, but at least, um, at least three, four times a week. Um, but it's just there's something so different in terms of the way that you handle life's big stresses. So there's just a sense of of ease. It's not like there's it's less challenging or it's like things aren't hard, but there's just this sense of ease and peace in the way that you respond and react to it.
1: Yeah. uh, And when you were growing up, I remember sometimes when uh, you would be stressed at school and doing meditation or doing some Reiki has shifted that. So with that, how much are you encouraging other people to practice those things? Because I know you are right now a certified mindfulness coach and breathwork facilitator. Can you play with us? Can you do
2: some breath work with us? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, So, wherever everyone is, wherever you are in the world, in the U.S., I want you to really notice your body. I want you to notice where you are in this space and time. Whether you're sitting, if you're at your desk, if you're at home, just start to really notice every molecule of your body. Feel your toes on the ground, in your shoes. Feel your feet in your socks. Begin to travel upwards. Onto your knees. Feeling your legs inside your pants. Feel your fingertips, whether they're grazed against your legs. Elbows all the way up to your shoulders. Take a deep inhale in through your nose and a big audible exhale out your mouth. Another inhale in through your nose, expanding the chest. Exhale out through the mouth. And just notice your breath. Place one hand. Your left over your heart and your right over your belly. And begin to inhale into your chest, feeling your heart expand, pushing your belly out. Inhale fully and hold. Exhale slowly, draw your navel into your spine. And exhale it out fully. One more deep inhale into the belly, standing, opening your heart, and exhale out fully, letting the chest and the belly come inward. How's everyone feeling? Feel free to open your eyes if they're Um, closed. I don't know
1: about people online uh, or who will be listening to us later, but I feel amazing, so much more relaxed. When we started, I was stressing out about getting on the plane (laughs) after the show, and now it's like, oh, cool. How does it get any better than that?
2: How does it?
1: And yes, we have a comment from Keisha. It's yummy. Exactly. It actually tastes good. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> so, Rachel, with um everything that you've been uh doing over your life, is there any moments in life that you would call a kind of like a life-changing moment that pushed mm-hmm. you towards spirituality instead of away from it? Because I know a lot of kids who grew up with spirituality sometimes resist and react to that and don't want anything to do with spirituality.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's such a beautiful question because I've been thinking about this a lot lately in terms of when was that pivotal moment for me that... Like things shifted and I realized that things started to really change and I started to explore this further. And
1: Or was it like multiple it, of them? Or was it the multiple definitely of them?
2: I think it's been this recoil effect of multiple different events leading me to where I am today, which totally makes sense. But I want to even talk about the very... One of the first times I realized that something needed to change was when uh, I think when I was probably 15 or 16 years old, when my dad first was in the hospital. Um, And that was just like such a, I think, pivotal moment in terms of the way that I looked at life, because that was... So I remember getting a phone call from my stepsister and calling me saying that, you know, my dad was in a terrible fire and he's in a coma and we had basically thought that that was going to be it. That was going to be like saying our goodbyes and at that point in my life, I didn't have much of a relationship with my dad. Um, it was very, like, surface level, maybe talking once a month or every couple months, but it wasn't really apparent. And then it really made me look at life in a different way. And I think that's when I started to kind of open my eyes to this different realm of faith. And I remember you helped me a lot through that whole process and even still I as I try to remember everything, it's a little bit difficult to see like what was it that helped me through it, but I just remember dealing with it with a sense of ease. And I don't think that any other I I don't want to say like normal, but like in this reality way of thought, if I didn't have other tools to help me manage that, if like I think it would have been a lot more traumatic as a teenager to go through that. Saying that, I pretty much, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, And it's actually time for our first break of the show. So when we return, we will continue talking about maybe that episode or maybe other times which pushed you on the road to spirituality and consciousness. So you are listening to Creating Abundance with Ease with myself, Helen Gitlovich, on Creating uh, Abundance with Ease on the Inspired Choices Network with a guest speaker, Rachel Gitlovich. So we'll be right back.
0: Many of us live our lives based on karma, on the past and all the unfinished business in our lives. What would you choose if you did not have karma or if you could choose what you desired instead? By tuning into Creating Abundance with Ease radio show with Dr. Helen Gitlovich, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to create the abundance in your life. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to have ease with creating abundance? Listen for Creating Abundance with Ease radio show every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Creating Abundance with Ease radio show with Dr. Helen Gitlovich. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to helen.g at att.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome
1: back, everyone. I'm Helen Gitlovich on Creating Abundance with Ease. And today our show topic is Growing Up with Spirituality and Consciousness with our guest speaker, Rachel Getlevich. So before we went on the break, we were discussing, Rachel, uh, one of the moments which had an impact on you that pushed you toward actually choosing more consciousness in your life uh, when your dad was in a coma after the major fire in his house. So I do remember some of it um, when we were discussing life and death and that people don't die. And especially with the tools that we had at that time, Akasha Cracker, Reiki, and some other tools, I was able to encourage you to talk to your dad, even that he
2: would not respond.
1: Do you remember that?
2: Yeah definitely I remember that so completely and I know that a lot of other people can probably relate when people say that you know even though somebody's in a coma they can still hear you and that when you told me that that it's like you should still talk to him and communicate with him I definitely was I would talk to him that like everything's going to be okay and like even I remember like like feeling little like twitches of like I would hold his hand and like feeling little twitches of his hand and luckily eventually he came out of it a few weeks later and which felt what felt like an eternity but like there was this inner knowing this inner guidance that kept telling me that he's going to be okay that and that I feel like was the first moment that I recognized what an intuition is And, like, what is that inner guidance that is actually telling you everything's going to be okay, everything's going to work out for you, just keep going.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you've had a few of those throughout your life, Um, with me going through surgery, with your dad going through cancer afterwards. uh, All of that probably impacted you quite a bit, because I know you... um, reached a breaking point in your recruiting career because you went through college uh, at DePaul, uh in marketing and you were working as a recruiter for IT company for a few years, but you knew that something needed to change. You felt that you were caught on autopilot of your life and chose to leave the stable career and uh, went to help others to bring their dreams to life. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So with all of that, um, I noticed that I remember uh, it was early on in my career there. I actually, I enjoyed the people that I worked with, but I called you one day and I said, mom, I feel like I don't fit in. I feel like I don't belong here. And I think and your response was that <laughs> well Rachel I hate to break it to you you're not going to fit in anywhere and <laughs> in that moment I knew that there was something that like I there's this inner knowing that I I don't actually yes I belong I don't belong here or, or fit in here but it's also this like outside space if that makes any sense. Like, I, you're, like, in space, but, like, in no space. I don't know how to really yeah, formulate absolutely. that Because
1: you are being
2: uh, so unique,
1: like everybody on this earth. And at the same time, you do function beyond this reality because there is that physical realm that we function in, but at the same time, we are infinite beings and we function beyond this reality. Like you said, there is that space of functioning beyond. And that was the invitation for me when I started my spiritual journey years ago as a kid. Um, Actually, um, I never talked about it on the radio, but when I was six years old, I had an out-of-body experience where I experienced that love, unconditional, no judgment space where everything is possible. And that's what I was looking and searching in my life, and that was my invitation to you. So in that moment that I said, you, you don't fit in, you don't belong, I'm glad you didn't go into the wrongness of, oh, I'm I don't see it, but actually went into the energy of it, how amazing and powerful you are and you can function beyond this reality. So how much are you now, because I know in your uh, career you create sacred environment so that individuals can connect deeply with their unique capacities and aspiration, and Yet, you are able to talk to people in very easygoing and kind of like more down-to-earth, quote-unquote, way of dealing with the situations. Can you speak a little bit more about your practice, your um, coaching
2: um, business? Yeah, totally. And so... I help people tap into that inner heart space. So earlier we did just a very very short meditation, but I know that you're out whoever is out here listening, you could feel that that connection to that inner peace, that inner space. And so I really help people tap into that that inner heart space and then from there they actually can that vision that they have for their lives like well and is the current path that on actually leading them towards that vision so whether it's a career that they're feeling unfulfilled in and helping them find a new one or actually starting that business that's been calling at them and trying to lead them down and working on leading them down that path and so I incorporate energy energy healing and Um, mindfulness coaching to help break through those barriers and really lead from the heart so that they can release those energetic limitations that they've placed on themselves and then actually lead this life that they have been called to live.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And with all of that, you're also uh, a BARS facilitator and certified personal trainer. With all of that, and now going to be a certified yoga instructor, so with all of that, you've had quite a few people's lives change. Can you talk a little bit about like any like specific examples you can see right now, because I know you also coach and teach young entrepreneurs uh at the academy in Chicago,
2: right? I do, yeah. So, I mean, you're putting me on the spot of like, well, tell me about a life that you've changed. Um,
1: (laughs) Not necessarily. Just anything that kind of comes to mind, um, it doesn't have to be life-changing. It can be just like a small changes in their life that they acknowledge to you. Because I know a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. even acknowledge the changes that they have.
2: I think as, um, yeah, I think we can always relate that we don't acknowledge ourselves enough. I think mm-hmm. we really, we do the thing, we recognize what we've been placed here to do. And, you know, we follow the energy of what um, what that might be. But, you know, taking a moment to acknowledge ourselves is actually pretty difficult um, to recognize, like, are we actually doing enough? can we be doing more? And it's always this feeling of wanting to do more. And, um, but through everything that I've been doing, it's amazing to see, uh, the girls. So I teach entrepreneurship to teenage girls and helping them go through each of their business ideas. Last night we had, uh, their mock investor panel. So basically I help these girls, um, taking them from idea conception to being ready to present in front of a panel of real life investors for actual physical money to create their businesses. And so last night uh, we got to see some of them present and seeing some of their ideas. This is our next generation of talent. It's just so beautiful to see what they want to create in this world. And helping them actually bring that dream to life is just the most rewarding and beautiful, warm feeling that I can imagine. I just feel so lucky and grateful to do this work.
1: Yeah, so grateful for all the work uh, or actually play that you've been doing and being. And it wasn't always easy, was it? uh especially growing up trying to fit in into this reality and trying to fit in with the uh, peers and the friends and we are um well it's time for our second break of the show so when we return we'll be discussing more of how it was growing up with a weird mom like me And we'll talk about what weird actually means. And you are listening to Creating Abundance with Ease with myself, Helen Gitlovich, on Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we will continue discussing all of that that we've been discussing with our guest, Rachel Gitlovich, and we will be right back.
0: Listen for Creating Abundance with Ease Radio Show every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Creating Abundance with Ease Radio Show with Dr. Helen Gitlovich. To participate in the program, Call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to helen.g at att.net. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Helen Gitlovich on Creating Abundance with Ease, and today our show topic is Growing Up with Spirituality and Consciousness with our wonderful guest, Rachel Gitlovich. And if you'd like to find out more about Rachel's classes, private sessions, you can go on her website, www.rayofconsciousness.com, or email her, Rachel, at rayofconsciousness.com and I think there is a Bars class coming up on March 1st. So before we went to break, we were discussing all of um, the way you were growing up and trying to sit in and also having a weird mom like me talking about no alcohol or not able to drink alcohol, or and then going into rebellion, kind of like doing what a lot of teenagers were doing. Would you mind um, talking um, a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, I just remembered a lot of a uh, few moments when I was a teenager, and back in the day when I was hanging out with a certain crowd that you probably were not the biggest fan of. But basically, I would go to what was, it's now 7-Eleven, but White Hen Pantry at the time. And you would always know when I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. You would always catch (laughs) me. And it was this Almost like you, you just, I couldn't get away with anything. I just, I couldn't get away with anything when I was a teenager. And um, that was always just like, I would always come back and be like, how did you know? And so I think you were always very connected to this higher power or consciousness space. So that was always really interesting. I would try to rebel and it just wouldn't work out.
1: Exactly. Well, part of it, I was doing Akashic Records at that time, and as you know, when you open it, well, Akashic Records is pretty much the space of consciousness where you can see all the infinite possibility, past, present, and future, and once you open the records, even once, uh, they never close, so they're kind of guiding you through your life. So yes, I remember when you would do something, I would get like a whisper, uh check up on Rachel. Um and it wasn't like I knew exactly what you were doing, but there was a moment of like, Okay, I need to go here, I need to check up here. And it was amazing how it always was on the money and um so what did it kind of like create With you, that you couldn't get away with what other kids could?
2: Well, I'm just happy and grateful that I turned out the way that I did. And, um, you know, what seemed so critical and like crucial and almost life threatening at the time, it just, it's very much a, a space of gratitude because you know who knows where I would have ended up had I continued on that path with whoever I was hanging out with and like you know who knows I might have turned out okay and I might have I might not have but it's just it's interesting to see that like I was since I had you as a mom that you know you did protect me in a lot of ways and um and not saying like I was sheltered necessarily um, because Mm -hmm. you did still let me like fail on my own where I would realize like I went through heartbreak as a kid. I went through all of the things, but it's not like you ever tried to shelter me. It was just more so of like keeping me safe and this inner knowing of like mama bear has got to keep her like baby cubs and like (laughs) in safe quarters. So um, but you know, at the same time, I did grow up and start drinking um, when I was probably around 16 years old. That's like when I first was introduced to alcohol. We would like raid our like I would be at a friend's place and we'd like raid their parents' like liquor cabinet. And I know that was a really difficult time for you. And so for that, I am so so sorry. Um, but regardless. I did, you know, engage in some um toxic behavior and um it wasn't until like I would say after college that I kind of realized um the just like how destructive this could be to my body and um I don't think even until maybe about a year ago almost now when I had that health scare with uh, melanoma that I really took health and wellness on a completely different level. I've always worked out. I've always kind of been into, like, I start, taught uh, yoga also when I was uh, in college, too, but it wasn't as serious for me until I was really and truly faced with mortality.
1: Yeah, uh, it's kind of a wake-up call, but it's also, a lot of times, What I'm finding that with you, it was destructive, but at the same time, you were choosing for me to stop you, which was interesting. You had an awareness to kind of like knock on my head, I would say, telepathically, so I'm not quite sure that it was totally me, because there is uh, what I call a connection where We choose our lives. And so how much did you choose to experience everything that you've experienced, but at the same time chose me to either stop you or be there for you and create something different? Is that what now helps you in your practice?
2: Well, it's actually such an interesting way to look at it. And I don't know if I've ever actually thought about it that way where I was getting myself into these troubles to experience the experience and to just simply be there and witness and notice who I was being in those times. So it's really interesting and to actually like take something away from it, to grow from it. And And it makes sense i think there's a lot to do with we create our lives and i think there's a lot that can be left to um, like we always talk about the sense of choice we always have choice in whatever we have and so it's very it was really also like the connection that you and i have was always very strong so it would totally make sense as to I would almost want you to catch me in some of these acts. I would want you to kind of, it would be like almost like this lifeline, like, help, help me, Mm -hmm. I'm doing something Mm -hmm. bad.
1: Yeah, and how much of that during those years, and especially with a lot of teenagers, it's their cry for help, cry for attention, and cry to change their lives or change parents' lives. Because at that time, I was also even searching, but at the same time, I was still sabotaging myself on many different levels, with health, with uh, relationships, and the rest of it. So how much of that played into the role of you choosing that behavior, but at the same time, not enough to destroy your life. Is
2: that kind of like a fair thing to say? Yeah, I mean, I think there is something to say about uh, like not completely destroying life. As I mean, I think we we like to push past our limits. Sometimes we like to see how far the edge of the cliff will go, or how far past this bubble will go until it actually breaks. And so I think when I was growing up or on this path, I think there was a lot of testing those limits and seeing how far I could go. And I think getting caught was definitely one of them. I think I really, it's like you were always kind of listening and always willing to hear those cries for help and kind of swoop in and be that mom that I needed you to be. And for that, I'm so extremely grateful because I know that you used to kind of get down and think, well, am I being a good mom? Am I, am I doing all the right things? And I think at the end of the day, you did such an amazing job with everything. And I think I, I want to say Con- like being in that conscious space always being in having this awareness of what what's needed and um, I think that's really like how I've turned out to be the way that I am and a lot of it is like you know the the chicken flies its coop eventually and even through that we still remain so so connected but you can see like how how much I've really evolved and changed in in terms of that transformation, how I help other people transform and change their lives.
1: Yeah, and I'm so grateful for the way it's going right now. And also, I'm grateful that you just said something interesting, that uh, all the time when you were growing up, I was questioning myself. Am I doing a correct, good way? It wasn't always it has to be that way. It always was a question, what's required, uh, which is my invitation to the parents around the world that instead of like, oh, this is the way it has to be, talking to the kids from the point of question, because a lot of times kids do know more than we give them the credit. And I know we have uh, just uh, a few more minutes left in the show. Uh, we are going on a break pretty soon. But at the same time, I would like to talk a little bit more about future classes for you, for me. Can you talk about your uh, BARS class that's coming up?
2: Yeah, I have a class coming up in uh, Chicago. It'll be on Sunday, March 1st. Uh, it's listed on the website on Facebook as well um, but that's uh access bars it's thirty two points on the head that help release different thoughts, feelings, and emotions and also um, it just has changed my life significantly and it really invites you what's so different about access and other modalities is it invites you to be the question instead of in the conclusion of things or searching for the answer of things. And instead just really living life as the, like just waiting for the awareness to come from the question that's asked.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And for me, I have a few classes coming up and some free Zooms. Um, One of them is sexy body. That's going to be on um, February 22nd which is a free Zoom, as well as Body and Money on February 27th. On Orgasmic Body on February 20th in Rome, I'll be facilitating a class, mini-class that will be at 8.30 p.m. and 1.30 Central Time, which you can also find out on the website. And we are going on a break. This is our third and final break of the show. When we'll return, we'll talk more about... Growing Up with Spirituality and Consciousness with our wonderful guest, Rachel Gitlovich. And you're listening to Abundance with Ease with myself, Helen Gitlovich, on Inspired Choices
0: Network. See you soon. Many of us live our lives based on karma, on the past and all the unfinished business in our lives. What would you choose if you did not have karma, or if you could choose what you desired instead? By tuning into Creating Abundance with Ease radio show with Dr. Helen Gitlovich, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to create the abundance in your life. You are an infinite being with infinite choices. Are you ready to have ease with creating abundance? Listen for Creating Abundance with Ease radio show every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Creating Abundance with Ease radio show with Dr. Helen Gitlovich. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to helen.g at att.net. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Helen Gitlovich. I'm creating Abundance with Ease. And today our show topic is Growing Up with Spirituality and Consciousness with our guest, my daughter, Rachel Gitlovich. So before we went to break, we were discussing um, your classes, your aspirations for the future. Rachel, I also noticed that um, you're going to learn how to do retreats. You're going to California, I believe, this weekend. So can you tell more about what your aspiration with that is?
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love to travel to beautiful locations in the world and practice mindfulness and consciousness? I know. Sign me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I really would like to begin... Like, I already have a global business where I coach clients from not only the U.S., but also all over the world. But I'd really like to, there's something about being in person with people and connecting with them on a deep level. And in such a society where we rely on social media or our smartphones to help us, um, whether it sometimes, you know, they can be really useful tools, but so many times they're used in a way that can be harmful to, um, to our like to our brains, our bodies, whatever that looks like. And so just taking that time for yourself and coming home to yourself as well as being surrounded with by like-minded other individuals is what I really aspire to do, but kind of again, coming back home to that heart space, to that beingness of who you really are.
1: Yeah, uh so grateful for you. And Any other last thoughts about growing up with spirituality and consciousness? Any moments that you would like to share with uh, our listeners?
2: I think it really just does come back down to doing what works for you and exploring and questioning everything. I think there's a lot of things out there right now that can be just like they tell you that this will help change your life this will help there's just content overload like it never has been before and i just encourage you to explore these different mindfulness practices and really just notice what works for you what feels good and you know forget the rest it just it not not everything has to work for you you could you know, you could try yoga and hate it, you might try meditation, and like not be able to sit still or whatever. I mean, there is science behind all practicing all of those things that help you live a better life. But you really have to tune into what really feels good for you. And what is it that will help you kind of create that life that you want to live. As far as Growing up with consciousness, I am just so grateful. Um, I have seen some crazy things happen under this roof and there's nothing phases me anymore. It's just it I just have this immense gratitude for everything. Can you talk that about it a little bit? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have to
1: talk about um
2: Yeah. Not
1: long. Well, I but would a just couple say
2: minutes. I mean like full blown like I personally have not, well, I I have witnessed like a half exorcism and then, <laughs> but like, it's just like seeing people release things that just don't belong to them, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you notice that so many times people walk around with these limitations and just watching you, my mom, like help people release those limitations, it almost like feels like they're just releasing this darkness. So in that, I don't mean like actual physical, like like releasing something that's like possessing exorcism, somebody, right? but sometimes <laughs> it can feel yeah. an exorcism. It can feel that way, but really just letting go of that darkness and seeing somebody's light really shine through. So, you know, it's really a magical and remarkable to see how you facilitate people to really step more of into that beingness that is them.
1: Uh, so grateful for you. And it, it is true, uh, especially like seeing you growing up and choosing and then not choosing and then choosing and then not choosing and then choosing again. Uh, when you were choosing it, it's such a gratitude for all your choices and even for the choices that I might not even liked, but it created who you are, who you are as a person, who you are as a coach, who you are as, um, amazing, amazing being. And we're almost to the end of our show. We have just a couple more minutes left. And talking to you and when we were preparing for the show, which actually we didn't prepare, it was all happening as we were talking, the next show, next Wednesday, March 4th, will be Do You Look or Act Like Your Mother? I guess the inspiration came from creating this show. And sometimes it's a good thing to look and act like your mother, but usually not. Usually you would like to be your own. And Rachel, I know that you grew up to be your own person, unique and powerful being that changes people's lives. Every single day, every single minute, just by being who you are. And yet, um, my invitation to people, especially for the next show, looking at how you look and act like your mother, especially if you choose a behavior that you might not like. Because a lot of times when we grow up, we'll look at our parents and say, oh, I want to be like my mom. Or... I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to do like that. And with all of that, it's pretty much a choice. So we will be talking about that next week. And I don't even remember the following week. There might be a couple of weeks where the show will be recorded because I'm going to Europe to facilitate classes. I'm doing couple of body classes, one in Rome, Italy, on the 21st through 23rd, and I'm going to Israel to facilitate another three-day body class on fe- on March 12th to 14th. So with um, and then taking some advanced classes with uh, Dr. Dane and uh, Gary Douglas. And you're invited to join me on my tour of Europe. So my next show will be from Dublin, I believe. And um, hopefully the Wi-Fi will be amazing and we will not have any noise. If not, then you will hear some noise and I still will be talking about Do you look or act like your mother? It could be also like your father or like your friend. We do a lot of biomimetic mimicry of people around us, especially when we um, try to look like them, imitate them, or not, like if we try to understand them. So we'll be talking about that next week. And Rachel, you're still with us on the show So, anything else you would like to tell us in the last one minute of this show? (laughs) Any, like, mini thoughts for people to use?
2: Thank you so much for having me on, firstly. And, um, yeah, just keep listening to your body. I mean, it knows so much more than we give it credit for. And just tune in, breathe and live your best life. Remember, you've been placed here for a reason, and that reason is just to be you.
1: Thank you. So we will see you next week. And again, you're listening to Helen Gitlovich on Creating Abundance with Ease. See you soon.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Creating Abundance with Ease radio show. Dr. Helen Gitlovich will return next Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have fun using the tools of the week in your life and start creating magic in your life and your body.